For centuries, Jews and Christians have sought to practice a seven-day rhythm of life. Six days of work, one day of rest. But does anyone even take a day to not work anymore? As King George puts it in Hamilton, I wasn't aware that was something a person could do. My name is Alan, and I'm on staff with Interversia at UVic and SFU. This semester, I will be co-leading this space with my colleagues Derek and Terry to help you explore the spiritual discipline of Sabbath. Are you ready to learn to rest? Join us in learning the rhythms of the Creator. Sabbath 101 might be the most important course you take at university. Thus, the heavens and the earth were finished, and all their multitude. And on the seventh day, God finished the work that he had done, and he rested on the Sabbath day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it, because on it, God rested from all the work he had done in creation. There's a rhythm here. Do you hear it? The biblical author in Genesis 1 has been building to this conclusion. Six days full of good work, of beautiful, wondrous acts of creating, finished by a seventh day, the pinnacle of creation, Yahweh Elohim's ultimate masterpiece, his sacred act to rest on this final day, not the forming of the sun, or the moon, or the sea, or the sky, or the mountains, not even the forming of man from dust. None of that is as grand or as special as God's seventh day filled with his rest. Perhaps that is why the Creator hallows this day. Uh, hallows, an old word that means set apart, made unique, given a special purpose. This is the rhythm of life the Creator of the universe gave us as humans in his image to live according to. And it's a good rhythm. It's orchestral and astounding. And it's significant that rest occurs on the seventh day and not the sixth. In the Hebrew mindset, six is incompleteness, but seven, seven is a special number that cues readers like us into understanding that something complete, something whole, something perfect is going on. That is rest. Without his seventh day, life remains incomplete, unfinished. Sabbath is a serious deal, friends, and it's so good. Where are you struggling to listen to the rhythm of rest in your life? Do the rhythms of work feel accentuated and finished in a celebration of rest? I have a confession to make. I have a horrible sense of rhythm. I have two left feet and I can't keep time, which is pretty funny considering I grew up playing piano and I love dancing. I've become most aware of my lack of rhythm over the past few years as I've begun writing spoken word poetry. 
a poetry. It's all about meters and repetition and beats and, well, rhythm. If you've ever listened to a spoken word poet, you'll know that there's a special rhythm to it. There's a special way of speaking that is consistent to spoken word poets. It's reliable, trustworthy. A few years ago, I was collaborating with my good friend Xenia on a spoken word piece. And as we were writing together, Xenia stopped and exclaimed, Alan, you keep changing the rhythm after every line. She was so frustrated. And for good reason. Now, I like to tell people that I've read so much, and I have read a lot, that I know my poetic forms and meters so well that I'm just I'm just free to break them. You know, once the expert, you can break all the rules. And that's kind of true, but not always true. Often my rhythm is just bad because I'm inconsistent, because I'm not good at sticking to a beat. So when I read something like Genesis and hear someone telling me that creation has a particular rhythm that God intended, I get, well, a little antsy. Perhaps you can relate. Does the idea that perhaps humans weren't meant to work seven days make you angry? Sad? Fearful? What if it's true? What if some of the injustices in the world occur because humans refuse to live according to this rhythm? What if some of our current environmental issues exist because of our refusal to live a Sabbath lifestyle? What if, well, what if? Our God is not a workaholic. It's not within his character to refuse rest. Sabbath is a part of God's DNA. It's part of who he is. Our Sabbath God rests because he is rest, perfect and complete rest. We rest on the seventh day because God rests. And when we Sabbath, God participates in the Sabbath with us. God's waiting for us to join him in resting. But I think there are a few things that we believe and think about work and rest that make it difficult for us to join him. Rich Villadez, a pastor of New Life Fellowship in New York um, and a good friend to our friends in Intervarsity USA, recently tweeted this. Five truths about Sabbath. One, Sabbath is not a reward for hard work. Two, Sabbath is a reminder that our work will remain incomplete. Three, Sabbath is a day that moves us from production to presence. Four, Sabbath reminds us that we are not God. Five, Sabbath points us to the deeper rest we need found in Christ. Some of these are not easy for us to grasp. And some of these we're going to continue to examine in the following weeks, but we need to remember these truths if we are to begin to live into God's intended rhythms of creation. We need reminders that Sabbath isn't a a reward for our hard work, and that our work will always remain incomplete, because it's just true that even if you worked seven days of your life for the rest of your life, your work would never be complete. There will always be more to do more to create, 
or to produce. But here's the truth of Genesis 2. If you choose rest, God's rest will complete that work. That's how powerful God's rest is. There's something about God's rest that finishes and completes the work that we can never finish. So, will you choose to let God finish and transform your understanding of work? This week, we're going to grow our Sabbath a bit more. We're going to cease, rest, and delight with our Creator for four hours. At the beginning of your Sabbath, we want you to spend five to ten minutes surrendering your schedule to Jesus. This is how you can do that. First, print off your schedule for the upcoming week. Then, center yourself in God's presence and in His steadfast love. Slowly, release the items on your schedule to Jesus. What items bring up feelings of fear, worry, or lead you to feel overwhelmed? What items get you excited about the upcoming week? Surrender both to God. After surrendering your schedule, spend time thanking and praising God for his gift of rest. Finally, if you're going to practice this at the end of your Sabbath, consider asking God if there are things he wants to subtract or add uh, to your week. Remember again that we do all this because God is sovereign over our time and over our schedules and over our rest. This week, an optional way that you can uh, grow in your Sabbath delight is by going on a one to two hour nature and prayer walk. Find a park, a hiking trail, or an indoor garden where you can be in creation for two hours. As you walk, let the Creator reveal something about His character and His person through your five senses. And bonus points for anyone who leaves their phone at home while trying and going on this prayer walk. Trust us, that might be where the real rest is. We encourage you to make note of your thoughts and your experiences um, of your Sabbath uh, somewhere. If you're part of our in-person Sabbath 101 group that meets on Friday mornings, we'll have a chance to share with each other about how Sabbath is going for us. If you'd like to be a part of the group but haven't heard about it, Visit the InterVarsity British Columbia Facebook page or follow BCIBCF on Instagram. This has been Sabbath 101, the most important class you might take in university. My name is Alan, and may our creator God, the author and finisher of our faith, call us deeper into a life full of abundant rest.